So what are we talking about today? Well, we got lots of things. Um, I was noticing that in the last week, they're starting to think the Ethereum merge is going to happen now on September 15th. So they moved it up a little bit. So like, okay. Well, I mean, they said September, right? They didn't give like a hard date. No, but I I guess based on some factors like the rate of burn that they're doing and that kind of stuff, they can kind of do a little bit of uh, prediction. So I don't think anything's set in stone, but I think originally it was a little further out, like the 18th or 19th or something like that. I mean, we're just talking a couple days. So, but everybody's looking forward to it. So, I mean, every little bit counts. So, yeah. So, so that's kind of kind of neat that's kind of coming up um i wanted to look at this nvidia universal scene descriptor uh or description oh my little menu popped up here oh is that the thing here kind of in the center yeah of our like okay so um first of all first nucleus interesting well and so omniverse is actually uh, a greater part of the universe. So we talked a little bit about that when we talked about the digital twin um, work that NVIDIA was doing with Siemens right? Uh, in that video. But the two screenshots that I have kind of to the left of it, that's a, a Marble Madness game that they created using, using this USD technology. Uh, it's it's open source. You can go download it. And the, the idea behind it is... They're expanding the use of this to other companies. Um, they partnered up with Adobe, Autodesk, Siemens, and and a bunch more people. But basically what they're doing is trying to create an open platform. So we've talked about digital twins in the last show. We talked about the map of the world and all of that stuff. So they're um, thinking they're going to use this USD um, as a way for people to create the graphics for for that world, uh, kind of like a, a universal engine. Um, it was actually originally created by Pixar. They started it um, for you know making Pixar movies and and all that kind of stuff. But um, I think the the big thing is um, the amount of realism. So those screenshots are from a game um, that you can download for free you can play with it's just a marble game so it's sort of like a little art studio i was taking a look at it and you control uh kind of the environment to move the marble through like a marble maze you know that type of scenario okay but the room like a rube goldberg machine kind of like yeah um you know and little things pop up to kind of get in the way like nails or something falls or you have to move the platform up and down and keep your marble from falling off of it and all of that kind of thing. So <clears throat> it's the amount of realism is insane. Now I, I get it, you know, how real, I mean, how much people can take advantage of those graphics is probably going to depend on the computing power of your device. Um, but NVIDIA is putting it out there, open source, allowing people to, to use this um, technology to build graphics. Obviously they're, you know, it's probably optimized for the NVIDIA product. So I'm sure there's, you know, there's a little bit of motivation on their side for it too. But um, basically this is going to, you know, expand out to things like architecture and engineering and manufacturing and scientific computing and AI and all kinds of stuff, um, allowing people to take advantage of, you know, this this USD um, toolkit that they have. So it's kind of... I. I think it's really cool. Um, I'm hoping, you know, when we talk about 
people start layering stuff on AR or yeah. an augmented reality world, if it looks as amazing as what, you know, are in these screenshots, you know, I'm not sure people will tell, be able to tell the difference. You know, the force ghost idea goes away and now it's like you're talking to somebody and they look like they're real. Yeah. You know, it's funny, though, because like there's there's kind of two camps. There's the people that think that we need to force ghost everything. And then there's the people right. that think we need to make it real. I'm I'm definitely on the uh, let's make it real side. Sure. Um, But, you know, there's surprisingly few people it feels like that are kind of working towards that so this is definitely an exciting thing yeah you know for sure to to see that i I would love to see that type of experience you know when we get our ar glasses yeah and you know i don't know that you necessarily have to you know whether you're in one camp or the other i don't know that you necessarily have to make something that looks you know hyper realistic um but the capability is there you know you can definitely make quality graphics with it and now they're making it available for people to to utilize in um, other tools. Like I think when you start thinking about super uh, high definition graphics and stuff like that, you think of either video games or or Pixar movies. Since you know Pixar actually you know uh, came up with it originally, uh, but you know when you're just looking at stuff in general, if you're talking about a digital twin of a manufacturing plant, or you know maybe you know we talked about the VR or uh, the VR um, doctors down in Brazil that helped the conjoined twins. I'm sure the more realistic that looks right. The, the, the better. better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally. So, um, you know, I think that's kind of exciting. My, my little desktop thing keeps popping up. I don't know if it's my hands. Yeah, or, I think it's your hands. They kind of do that. They're, like, they're kinda if you use annoying. your hands and then it becomes a pointer and then you just move and select. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's kind of the struggle with all of this stuff, sure, right? Absolutely. Be, because we don't have a keyboard, we don't have a mouse. So, like, every time we have this, you know, um, advancement in technology, you kind of have to figure out the UI and does the UI, how does it, how do you uh, interact with your environment? Right. You know, and make it better. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we actually had to talk about, you know, some of our listeners. We had somebody comment on one of our YouTube videos about how. They thought the, the the avatar idea that we're using for for the meeting was kind of, uh, I think their word was stupid. I don't know that I would use the word <laughs> stupid, but I think we we can agree in one aspect that it's probably not the easiest way to do a podcast. Uh, no, but this is the technology we're talking about, and if people want to have a realistic view of where the technology is now. Um, Versus where it's going to be and where it's going to go. You kind of have to experience that. And the little pop-up thing, if it's popping up during the show, you know, I just kind of click on it. It's kind of a, you know, kind of annoying. But it's not it's not the end of the world. And, you know, no. the technology works pretty good in I here. I mean, the reality is, too, like, we're doing this meeting in here in this, like, room that we've made. Um, but we don't have to. Like, it would be just as easy to record ourselves, you know, going anywhere else in this uh, quote unquote metaverse. So like, you know, maybe to the point of your avatars are stupid or whatever the, the comment was, you know, okay, fine. But how else could we show you? And yeah. you know, it's through this. So that's fine. But then we need to actually show them. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, what we could do is, um, I was about to suggest we try it in rec room, but that would be a disaster. Um, at least my experience when we've been in a rec room. Yeah. Uh, if you're playing a game, it's fun. But if you're kind of standing around, you know, the the, the 
trolls come. Well, that and the avatars, like this is kind of one of those problems that you see with um, everything right now, Mm -hmm. everything metaverse or whatever it ends up being, is that, you know, your avatar in here looks different than your avatar in there. Yep, that's true. And so like the only way that we get to be who you're accustomed to seeing at the moment anyway is if we stay in the horizon kind of world and that and when I say that, I mean like bouncing between this and anything else that Facebook made mm-hmm. um, or meta. Sorry, I'm just kind of stuck. Um, <laughs> no, I, I hear people do it all the time. They're all like Facebook. I mean, meta. Yeah. Well, you know, it's Facebook. But. Yeah. So, I mean, you're kind of stuck like either making that decision, right? Either I stay in this land or I have to, you know, be something different. I look forward to the day when there's a lot more um, interoperability and, you know, the ability to be me in like all these different platforms. Right. Because I think that would be pretty awesome and less confusing for people who are watching us. Like if we if we take your idea and go to Rec Room and then I'm, my just... avatar looks completely different over there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that that will be cool. You know, you always have that option to change yourself if you want, but yeah. you know, being the same. So you're recognizable in both reality and virtual yeah. reality kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, even from a creative standpoint too though, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I have made this version of me here and now I have to spend the next 45 minutes in the next program making a version of me over there. Right. Well, like I already I already did it here. Why don't you just let me use it everywhere? Right. Well, and you actually just reminded me of something that's kind of a big part of this USD that I kind of glossed over is a big part of it is the uh, pieces that you make um, uh, in USD will be uh, interoperable in different applications. So one of the things that they wanted to do, NVIDIA did, is if you make, let's say, that marble and you save it as a file you know, a file type of some sort. Now you could drop that file type in, let's say, uh, Adobe, or you could drop it into one of their other partners that designs applications and then further enhance that. So whether you're a designer or you're part of the marketing team or whoever it is, if you've got a different application that you're utilizing, um, you could use any of those components that were created in those different places. Plus right. you can use the tools that maybe you're more familiar with or are better suited for changing, um, you know, that, that 3d object, uh, the way you want it. So I, I know you've got some marketing experience and you do some, you did a lot of stuff in Adobe, but I know sometimes you do stuff in, you know, other, uh, programs, other yeah. programs and being able to move those files from one program to the other. And they just kind of work instead of, changing the file format and and that's kind of annoying sometimes when i prep for this show um it's it's a it's a very very minor thing but like when i put the screenshots up here there's certain file types they don't take uh you know webp has become very common and so a lot of times i'll have a webp image but i still have to convert it to png or jpeg or something like that you know to have something that kind of accepts either multiple file formats or, yeah. or you just have kind of one universal one. That one's even better. That idea um, is is pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, from a three, from a three D aspect, I feel like OBJ is kind of where it's going to head. Sure. I mean, that feels like the more common file format. 
anyway, but I don't know. We need that uh, conglomerate of folks to kind of get together and make I think, that decision and then just they need to implement it, which maybe they're doing. I mean, this it, is clearly a pair up with somebody who's in that conglomerate. Sure. So. Sure. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think the bad thing is and you mentioned this and then I bumped into it. And when we did that episode where it looked like Facebook and a group of others were all together trying to come up with a standard. Yeah. That. Um, I Ad- should, Adobe was in that, weren't they? I, I believe they were. Yeah. Um, I think a week or two later, I saw another group that was kind of like the the inverse of that group. So <laughs> you, you, you had brought that up in the show where it's like, I thought I saw a group like this before. Right. There's actually two or three of them and they're all kind of fighting for what they believe the standard should be. So yeah. um, I probably should, because I can't remember who was in the other group. I, I want to say, like I said, it looked like the, the flip side of, of the coin. So if it was Facebook, so, so the, it was probably like, like snap or one, somebody. One group didn't have goatees and the other group had goatees. It, exactly. Like that you know, <laughs> it, it was like the, the conglomerate, like, and the evil conglomerate. It's like, <laughs> Oh crap. You know, meta meta started this group and it's got like Adobe in it. So now we have to like do our own. And it's like, you know, the, the, the evil doers, you know, it's Snapchat and Microsoft or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Um, they're the evil ones are they I, the one that with I, the goatee i mean maybe i, I don't maybe know. it's meta i don't know but, but just using the <laughs> example you know yeah and you know it it's funny because like they're giant they're giant companies uh maybe they'll be the ones that figure this out but i'm um i i kind of wonder if it's just not gonna be like I think it'll be, you know, but, there's um, maybe third conglomerate out there of littler guys and you know, they actually give a shit about working together and making something great. And instead of just patting their own wallets. Well, you know, I, I think of it as, um, I can't remember what the other device was called, but you know, when Blu-ray first came out, there was something else. Oh. And then there was like that war. You could buy one device or the other. And then there for a while, the movies were coming out on both. Yeah. And it was like, what was the standard going to be? Well, the problem is they both started with a B. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure anyway. Probably. But, but I think that's where it's going to end maybe, up. Maybe, you know, the guys that think we're stupid that are obviously, you know, checking us out. Like, tell us, what was it again? It was Blu-ray and what? Yeah, something else. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could just Google it or. We, we could. Yeah, you know, we just Google it and put it in the notes or something like that. Or. And, and to be fair to the person, they didn't say we were stupid. They just said the Avatar idea was stupid. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, you know, as things get better and the technology gets better, I, I think we'll probably switch things up. We'll have different avatars or different well, experiences I mean, or maybe an AR world where we're talking or something like that. Yeah. I. It'd be cool if our avatars didn't look like, you know, the kind of cartoony things that they are because they're kind of weird. You know, you know, it'd be nice if it was something more realistic like this NVIDIA stuff. I, I will say this, you know, I, we did that interview um, and we got some more coming up, but we did that interview with the Velvet Capital um, uh, gentleman and I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the name. Brain farting on the name, yeah. I apologize, uh, which their video actually is one of our highest viewed videos. So uh, that's pretty exciting. But yeah. When he was on there, I felt like it wasn't bad, though. Like, doing as much... Like, it's easy because we do it every week to get yeah. used to talking to another avatar. But I felt like it worked pretty good. Well, I, I think mean, he was slightly disappointed that when he appeared, he was on the screen thing over here. Like, instead of being... A, another avatar. Yeah. And, and you know, one of the people that we have lined up, they're waiting 
t- until they can be an avatar. They, they're like, I don't want to do the screen thing. I want to be an avatar. I want to be in the room. Right. Of course, they're waiting not so that they can buy an Oculus because they could just go do that now. They're they're waiting on the next iteration they of headset. They did say that. I, I think they are. I knowing, think they are. Yeah, but. kind of knowing who it is that we have lined up. I, I would be the same way, honestly. Like, if I didn't have this, why would I dump money on this when I know the next thing's coming? Yeah. No, absolutely. And so, it's coming soon. Yes, absolutely. It's coming soon, probably before Christmas, and that's great. And then the next one yeah. comes like right after Christmas. So yeah, this I think the next six months is going to be pretty, um, pretty busy. Oh, I with agree. that stuff. Like you're going to start seeing you're... some major leaps in the next like six months. Mm-hmm. Definitely in the year, but like I think that it's coming a lot faster. Six months. Well, you know, and that's. It's going to be exciting because I think people start realizing the stuff. You know, one of the other things that I wanted to, you know, talk about was uh, AR books are starting to become more popular. Okay. Um, and of course, you know, I think that's amazing. Like for people Explain that, that have, to me again. Like, so you have a book. It's, you know, of a more traditional book, not a digital book. So it could potentially be, you know, something on your uh, e-reader, but you have a, a more traditional book, but you have your AR glasses on. Uh, well, that's the future. Right now, it would be your iPad or your tablet or whatever. And you would be able to hold it over the book. And then the book would, oh, you know, come alive yes. as you're reading. So you get to a certain point in it. And then, you know, maybe the T-Rex pops out. Or I think in this case, it's Pinocchio on the screen. But uh, right. Of you course, know, nobody's it, using it because the portal with which to interact with that it, is the, the iPad. I mean, if you have to hold or an your iPad, phone, I guess, but or your like, phone above it, it's kind of clunky. Yeah, it's why would I do rough. that? Because I already have to hold the book. So, <laughs> but but when the AR glasses come out, yeah, you're just going to have them on, and you're not even going to think about it. And then it's even better because if the book's like on your desk, it could you know be like you know the little person and Pinocchio or the dinosaur or whatever can hop out of the book and yeah, roam around totally. your desk or something. So, I mean that, I think that's exciting. That's going to be a, a, a cool thing for schools to, to work with too. I mean, I wonder how long it'll be before, you know, we're hearing about schools now are passing out laptops and tablets to people, how long it'll be before they're passing out like AR glasses and stuff to kids to help them with yeah. learning. I mean, there's, a few years because we've got to we've got to definitely make some you know AR glasses for one. Yeah, you have uh, to make them, and then the cost has to come down enough that the schools can. Yeah, but I mean, you know, unless they're donated or whatever, I you may not even have to wait that long if the price could actually be mildly reasonable. It could be just like going and getting glasses. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean the I know the uh, the stories, um, the the. Facebook Ray-Ban. story, Ray-Ban yeah. stories are, are pretty reasonable in price. I mean, you go and you buy, um, you know. I mean, they're the same as any other frame, really. If yeah, they are. If you, go, if you go buy, go to an eyeglass store and you buy a name brand frame, you're probably going to pay 200 300 bucks anyway. So, I mean, yeah. if you're wanting a pair of Ray-Ban stories, I mean, it's the same, same price. And that's kind of funny because, you know, I just got my glasses and I looked at some Ray-Ban frames and they were the same price and it was kind of like well yeah i mean they don't it's not it's not exactly a one-for-one type thing right because like the smart glasses ar glasses that term is interchangeable at the moment so if i get some smart glasses the the glass itself may be a hurdle oh yeah for those that that are like like i don't mean like you i mean like um 
the glasses have to be made by a certain company that comes out of wherever and they cost X amount and therefore, you know, glasses are more expensive and the frames may not be themselves. But the but when you factor in the lenses. Yeah, when you factor in the rest of the technology that kind of goes with that. And I'm not saying that all smart glasses are going to operate the same way that will require special special glass. I don't think that's necessarily true. But if it is then, you know, then they would be more expensive than normal glasses. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, We'll have to see how it goes. I mean, I think there's a lot of different options there on how they could go about it. Some some things are coming, you know, through the glass itself and some things bounce light off the glasses and some shoot directly around the frame and into your eye instead of actually having anything at all. Oh, geez. I open up. See? I did the same thing. <laughs> the thing popped open. Yeah, I popped open. Anyway, but, you know, if it's, I don't know, it just depends on how they go about it and who, yeah. who kind of wins that sort of race, you right. know, so to speak. That makes sense. Or maybe yeah. we just jump past glasses and we're all doing the contacts because, you know. Those are coming too. They're coming along, so who knows? I bet I bet it'll be glasses for all. I think the contacts are going to really struggle with things like battery life and I bet resolution is going to be an issue too. Like I, I know it's amazing what, um, you know, Moho has done, but I think you're going to see an issue with battery life. And then the screen resolution on those is incredible for the size. So don't get me wrong. It's, right. but it's still not, you're not going to, it's, they're not to the point that they're putting like hyper realistic graphics on there. So, right. uh, but you know, the first glasses probably aren't going to do that either. So they're, they're probably gonna be more heads up display ish, but, but we'll see. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you get Next surprised. Next six months though. Next six months. We'll know what's coming out. Yeah. I'll be excited about all of it. I mean, honest. So yeah, totally. So, so what's uh, this, what's this icon that you have on our board? So that's the logo for Ansible labs. Um, with the merge coming up, uh, I saw this. These these guys uh, started a company that's working on um, off ramping your crypto. And what I mean by that is, one of the things that we've talked about is the decoupling, or uh, what's the other term um, that's being floated around for I don't know. when crypto becomes more currency instead of an investment, right? Um, and one of the issues that's preventing it from getting there is being able to use it. Uh, being able to spend it. Uh, so they are the the two gentlemen on the screen. I want to make sure I get their names right here are Dan Mattis and uh, Matt Van Houten. Um, they both come from Visa. So they have experience with, you know, payment systems and that kind of stuff. They are developing an, uh, an application that will hopefully um, allow people to uh, take advantage of their crypto with lower fees and faster transactions. Uh, they're trying to, from what I can read, it's it's kind of like a lot of these. They just did a fundraise of $7 million. So the details are a little foggy, but it sounds like they're trying to do on-chain stuff. They're not trying to be like a, uh, more like a wallet, um, you know, where, you know, they're kind of storing it and that's, you know, it's in a liquidity pool or something like that that's what, allowing for the faster stuff. So that's kind of exciting. The idea that they are looking at ways to allow you to to utilize your crypto faster uh, and take more advantage of it, so you could you could spend it. Now their focus is purely on, um, as they put it, the off ramp. So you already have crypto. 
it's it's on chain or it's in your wallet and you want to spend it now that's their focus okay well. is is just on that but they've got a seven million dollar raise uh, uh that they just completed and they come from um you know a company that knows all about payment systems so they're familiar with it um i believe it was uh, Dan, who actually worked on um, the crypto side of things before he came over and started Ansible. Um, so he's got experience with crypto as well. Uh, so, you know, they, they kind of sound like they know what they're doing with the merge coming. It'd be nice to be able to, uh, you know, there may be faster transactions already happening there. And then if they have a way to kind of speed things up a little bit on their side too, that, that could be pretty exciting. Yeah, definitely. Get, I mean, that's part of the, that's part of the puzzle that has to get worked out. You know, it's not just like the merge from Ethereum, you know, is part of the equation, but it's not mm -hmm. all of it. Right. It's not all of it. So it'll be cool to see how they, um, how they tackle that. And, you know, it's another one of those we need to kind of keep a note on. Um, I joined their, their discord channel so I can kind of follow it and maybe we can get them on the show and have them talk a little more about it. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. For sure. Uh, but we'll have to, you know, put some feelers out for that. But I, I'm, I'm excited to see how they do that because right now it, it is an investment. People talk about it like it's an investment um, and not that the idea of it going away is an investment because people invest in money markets and that kind of stuff too ever goes away. But, you know, for I think a wider adoption of crypto, it'll have to have that ease of use um, quick. Um, yeah. Yeah, quick way definitely. To so, is that them up on the board? That that is them and their like, logo. And one of them looks like the guy from The Hangover, like <laughs> and shallow and stuff. I forget his name. I don't know. I'm horrible with names. That's okay. Is that all we have for I, today? I think that's it. All right. Well, on that note, then uh, subscribe. Yep. Leave us a comment. And we'll catch us. you on the next one. <laughs>